once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where... T- <sighs> Mate, are we, are we too happy about this? It feels like we're too happy about this. What do you mean? Oh, for the for the film? I don't know, man. I'm in a weird spot with covering this movie. Like, it's... I hear you. Yeah. I think we need to be mindful that this is Monday morning for a lot of people. And if we're instantly like uh-huh. mope, doom and gloom, this is awful. The world has gone no, to shit. No, 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 no. It's going to be a, a tough one. I totally get that. I totally get that. Okay. But we've just watched a film, mm-hmm. which is literally like, here are some people getting on with their lives as if everything is fine, mm-hmm. whilst the worst thing in the world happens just the other side of their garden wall. But also they're Nazis. But, it, but besides the fact they're Nazis, we're making this film to highlight the fact that you're just getting on with your lives right now, today, whilst equally awful things are happening elsewhere in the world. Okay. And I feel like if we watch that and then just get on with our lives, right. we're the protagonists of this film. Uh, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a horrible way of putting it, but... yeah. I... <laughs> All right, I see the point, but hear me out. Right. We're going to go back to square one. I mean, we can't do the show that's on the notes in front we'll, of me. We'll... Then let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to do this show. Right. The Zone of Interest... Super serious Holocaust movie. Yes. Not a fun time. No laughs involved. No big jokey stuff. Right. I'm I'm also We're a show that exists on dick and fart jokes, Ben. I, and there's a lot it, of it that. It feels a little bit like But also it feels a little bit like the clown car pulling up at the funeral. Yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> all right, then all right, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. We'll let's go from square one. We'll figure out how to do this in a tasteful way. Mm-hmm. In a way that's not gonna be like fucked up right okay yeah <laughs> we normally start off with you know what are we doing today and we go uh-huh the zone of interest crying <laughs> crying yeah we can we can lean into this we can lean into it that's fine that's fine okay yeah then we normally go into budget of 15 mil mm-hmm. box office between 14 and 15 mil we can do a brief breakdown did it only break even broke even i th- again it's not a barrel of laughs I don't think it was bringing huge numbers. I don't think every exactly. teen in the country was running around being so like, mate, have you heard about this absolute belter of a movie? It's no, about it's not a date movie. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck you can uh, do? Hey, like on Bumble. Cry. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to do this weekend? There's a new film out. <laughs> so that will have happened to someone, mate, and rip them is Could all I can imagine? say. Like somebody... Could you imagine? Somebody will have picked The Zone of Interest as a first date movie not knowing what it was about. That's happened to someone. That's, I mean, that's a hilarious story if the date goes well. 
And it's a fucking tragedy I, if it doesn't go well. <laughs> Do you know I what mean, I mean, it's a tragedy anyway, man. Look I know, at the film. I know, I know, I know. I know. All right. But so, you see, even even this, like, I feel like callous. I know, the- I know you do. I fully understand it, right? The only thing that's going through my mind is we... Uh, the way that I deal with trauma, this is a very traumatic film. It's a very serious film. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a film that's based on fucking pure evil, right? Yes. The way I deal with very serious shit and the way that I deal with trauma and the way that I process this so that it's easy and manageable and a dose of of healing in a way, I guess. Mm-hmm. The way that I do that is by cracking jokes. I, I, I yeah. make jokes about something that's super serious. I mean, look at my childhood, man. We take the piss out of that constantly. We do. And if if we didn't do that, if if me and you weren't able to sit here and crack jokes about the shit that I've gone through awful as a kid, stuff. Yeah, yeah. awful stuff... If we weren't able to sit here and crack jokes about that, I would never want to leave my room. I would never want to speak to a person. I would be fucking yeah, just curled up in a burrito. Yeah, uh-huh. going fuck it. I don't want to leave. Yes. Okay. I also understand that a lot of other people will see that as very juvenile and very childish, and like, mm-hmm. oh, you're taking the piss out of it. So what we should definitely do is make it abundantly clear that we're not taking the piss out of the subject matter. It's no how for me personally, it's how I deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not objecting to your kind of humour, right? Okay. It's not It's not that I think you're going to make a whole bunch of, like, ill-advised jokes sort of worthy of Jim Davidson or, or okay. you know. Well, thank I you for that. Right, that, that, makes, right. that makes me feel a bit better because immediately I was thinking, you don't trust me to talk about the Holocaust without getting us cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust us to talk about the Holocaust without yeah, getting fair. us cancelled. But also... I think the big difference in your analogy there mm-hmm. is we joke about your trauma that you were the victim of, whereas this film is about trauma that we are the perpetrator of. A thousand percent. And it feels a little bit like sitting in the dock making jokes. Okay. That's I, the difference. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. The way that we can do this mm. is we can be painfully honest yep. and just say, I don't think that me and you are the most qualified people to ever talk about this tragedy, right? No, but no one is. What we what we can comment on is what the film's intention and what it and how it affected us, which yeah, is of course, pretty I mean, fucking heavily. Dude, this film <laughs> fucked me up, man. It's not even like it's not even. I'm gonna say it's not even funny because I need I feel the need to make jokes about it to you so that I can deal with what the fuck I've just seen yeah, yeah. in a healthy way rather than sit yeah, around yeah. and internalize it and go, oh my god, oh my <laughs> yeah. god. I've definitely done that one. And so yes. the jokes bit, I'm like, Ugh. I haven't made jokes about it. I've got in my notes here, I have got two jokes, but they're not jokes about the Holocaust. They're word play. I think we've, we've, we've addressed the fact that you're not going to make Holocaust jokes, Ben. I trust you to not make Holocaust jokes. <laughs> I know, but I need to reiterate this because I feel like you, you're just, you know, I feel judged. I feel like I need no. to prove it okay. to you that I'm not going to crack these shitty jokes. Okay. The two, the two word puns that I have, is right. at some point you were going to say something mm. that I agree with and I was going to go, yeah, that's right. Absolutely not. Absolutely I know, I know not. it's an absolute not. I know it's an absolutely not, but because I just wanted to do it as a tiny little breathing space between the horrible negative chunks that we're obviously going to have to fucking talk mm. about. And then after this, when you were like, no, Ben, you can't do that. I was going to say, okay, that's fine. Then you switch it up and I'll switch it up. No. Yeah, hundred percent. No. This is what this is what I'm no. I'm saying. This you're just arguing my point for. I'm saying I'm not going to make these jokes, uh-huh. and you're saying no, don't make those jokes. So if anything, 
we're on the same team. You see, when you've written the jokes that you're not going to say, they're not jokes, Rob. They're that's word what puns. Makes me worry. It's just puns. It's, okay. it's not me going, ha, 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 look at Auschwitz. It's just, it's a pun on the, the word because it sounds like I'll switch. See? <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like it's not your kind of humor that I object to. It's questioning if this film Got you. is the time for any kind of humor. Okay. Given the accusations that the film makes against all of us, no, 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 that we are all guilty of. I and I come back to we're all in the dock here. Mm -hmm. We all get to watch this film, and the things it accuses us of are true. You're right. I agree with you. You're right. You need to stop that shit because you and I are are talking. I'm so to each sorry. Other. I need to get it out of my system now before the show. Right. Fucking go for it because it's gone. It's like gone. It's the gone. conflict minerals that are in the laptop that you're using and I'm using, and the fucking sweatshops involved in the clothes that you and I are wearing are everyday evils that we turn a blind eye to that this film goes. They're just worried about getting their laundry done and their self and all the things that we worry about that we tell ourselves, Oh, I would deal with this massive problem over here. or I would help with that all the excuses they make about the extermination of 6 million people over their back garden wall. Yep. We make about environmentalism, about food poverty, yeah. about all this sort of stuff. And then to sit there and be like, <laughs> It just feels a bit callous. No, I 100% I agree. So, again, word puns are gone. But also... Right, thank you. I still think that we can we can do this in a way that isn't, isn't all doom and gloom. We're the fucking evil. I do hear you. Like, it can't be that. It is someone's Monday morning, right? It's yeah. like they've given us an hour of their time. Exactly. We always say at the end of every show, we're very grateful for that time. We're exactly. aware that it's the start of the week. I think we need I don't to want it to be doom that. and gloom. I'm just saying that there's a middle path where like... There 100% is, right? Let's let's figure it out now. And then we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this right. We'll do it right. Because we're burning time as well. Like... We, we've got an hour. That's all we've got. So we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. Yeah. I think we start the show normally right we do the hi how right. are you we can do a brief breakdown you know it's a it's a fucking rudolf Haas and his family i think we skip the breakdown you reckon it's not really a three-act structure film is it it's, it's Ru rudolf Haas who live in his life yeah he's trying he's overseeing auschwitz yeah and he's trying to fucking manage his family coming to but also to try and keep his his idealistic family life separate from the atrocities that are just over the war. But his his only worry is his career advancement and the the killing of people. He doesn't care about the killing of the people. He cares about the efficiency with which he does it. Yes. Because that's the metric he's judged by. Yes. Meanwhile, his wife doesn't worry about the killing of people because she's worried about her material gain yeah. and her lifestyle because that's the metric she's judged by in her society. And the whole fucking thing. Just two and a half hours of people being willfully blind to atrocity. It's not even two and a half hours, mate. It's like an hour 50. Fucking hell, mate. It feels like two I, and dude, a half. Dude, honestly, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard pill to swallow watching this, man. I agree. Yeah. It felt like felt like a two and a half hour film. What are your notes? Have you got, like, okay. like what research have you got? I know that you're expecting me to have written tons of dumb <laughs> stuff. And I haven't. Yeah, I've I've done some light observations that I thought would be not fun, but would sort mm -hmm. of uh, like lighten the, the weight a little bit of the episode. I've right. got a couple of those. Okay, the main thing that I've got is if you say some stupid shit, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking hang up. There's no word puns. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. There's none. I've got a lot of my notes. I'm gonna post. Yeah, look, I'll paste them in here so you can see. 
if you put yours in there too. Yep. Um, right, let's go through them. My, f- my first note is mm. that the Nazis in this film are just portrayed as regular Joes living their life. Like they're doing their laundry, yeah. they're stealing lipsticks, they're buying canoes. And that's all within like the first 10 minutes of the film. And you're watching it and you're like, this is a normal family until you see Haas in a fucking SS uniform. Or if you <laughs> notice the fucking little SS on the license plate of the car that's mm. driving, you know, very, very early on in the film. For me, it was, like, for me, it was when they did the long shot of the garden and there was the concrete wall with razor wire yeah. in the back and the very recognisable buildings over the other side of it. And they are yeah. like right there. Yep. Yep. And you're like, because it opens, it opens with um, the shot of them turning the house, putting the house to bed, turning all the lights off at night. Yeah, it's like an exterior shot. Yeah, yeah, and there's just this constant noise, but you don't know what the noise is, and then it becomes clear that it's the yeah, it's the fucking it's the inner, Auschwitz death camp, it's the inner workings of Auschwitz that are just continuously ticking by as this guy is doing his <laughs> nighttime routine, which is. Heroin. The next thing that I go on to is uh, as I go into that these are just people, and sometimes I forget that Nazis were just humans, and that is genuinely yeah. fucking terrifying. Because when you think about these events of history, and you're like, Auschwitz was committed by monsters, right? That 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 shit was conducted by evil fucking. I think people. that's the shorthand that we we all do. Yeah, it's it's this right? big evil monster machine them. that couldn't possibly be done by humans because mm-hmm. we're humans. And we would never mm-hmm. do anything like this. None of this shit would ever happen to me. It's it's it's. Yeah. I'm I'm separate from that. This is a horrible monster story. I'm over here living my very quiet yeah. life. You know what there's I mean? A, there's a there's a great line. It's not mine. Um, the scary thing about propaganda is that no one ever thinks they believe any. Like we all think, fuck me, <laughs> that we're different from the villains and we're different from the blind and we're different from that. We go, oh, that wouldn't be me. I'd be the hero in that story. But you forget that like millions of people enabled this and they had their reasons for doing so. That's and terrifying. That's what this film is terrifying. Yeah, this film is probably because like, you're the, right. It's them yeah, it's, being relatable it's, and you're like, I don't want this. I don't. I don't like this. It's literally it. It's it's just it's just people. These people are just evil. They're just it's the mm. the worst evil. Some of the worst, most atrocious evil that's ever happened in human history. Yep. And it's showing you the point of view from the the perpetrator. Yep. Who is just a human living a family life, trying to trying to find a mm-hmm. work life balance between killing yeah. millions of people in Auschwitz and yep. fishing with his family, and it's like. It's it's the scariest fucking thing. It scared the shit out of me, man. Like, it's 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 too much. I've done. It. I've got a bit of research on this on what Jonathan Glazier said as well. Uh, down okay, here, well, so director, director, the director. Yeah, so Jonathan Glazer. Do you know he directed Sexy Beast as well? Which is a weird. I I don't know how I feel about this. That's an odd filmography right? to have. <laughs> right, and uh, Under the Skin. Great film. Right, he just does he does genre films wrong. Great film. This is his wrong World War Two film. He did a wrong crime film. Oh my god! And then he that's did a exactly wrong sci-fi. It. Mate, bring that up. That's fucking genius. Bring that. Uh, let me write this down. Uh, yeah. Let me write this down. One sec. Jonathan Glazer does genre films wrong. He did. Uh, yeah, Under the Skin was his wrong sci-fi. An incredible alien. Sexy movie. Beast was his wrong crime film. I just think he's named them wrong. <laughs> I think Sexy Beast <laughs> yeah. should have been called Under the Skin and Under the Skin should have been called Sexy Beast because that fits. Yeah. 
That does actually. Right? Does. <laughs> oh, under the pool, under the pool would fit better. Under the Scottish laminate flooring would fit even better. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a, I've got a quote from him here talking about, you know, he's talking to the New York Times and he's saying, I wanted to dismantle the idea of them as anomalies. It means them as like Nazis. Yeah. I wanted to dismantle the idea of them as anomalies, as almost supernatural. And then he goes on to say, you know the idea that they came from the skies and ran amok, Mm. but thank God that's not us. It's never going to happen again. I wanted to show that these were crimes committed by Mr. and Mrs. Smith at number 26. And fuck me, is that exactly what he's done? He's nailed it. That's the point that we need to really fucking drive in on, man. Yeah, 100%. The whole thing with the zone of interest is... Like, it's easy to demonise and dehumanise Nazis into a sort of 2D paper villain. Yeah. Um, A little bit like the reviewer of... um, Dial of Destiny said, you know, oh, it's just sort of making them into 2D villains. It's right. not really sort of, it's not humanizing Nazis enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's exactly why we shouldn't. We have to recognize that these are people just like we are. That's the horror. Yeah. This wasn't done by demons. They were people just like us. Yeah. And I feel like forgetting that they were people just like us is the first step back to repeating their horrors. Yeah. No, I Because it, ex- it accepts us from doing it. I've, oh, we'd never do that. What we're doing is different. I've got an example here of um, a woman that I used to work with, the the old office. You remember when I worked at the office, the, the one company that had an office there, we used to share a kitchen with another company. Mm. It was like a, a group office building. We shared a kitchen with this other um, other office. And they. Uh, it was like every Tuesday or every Thursday, this one woman that worked in the other office would bring mm. in like a... Uh, like an egg appliance like bring right. it in from home and it would it would cook 12 eggs at once and it was right. the fucking it, it just ruined the day for everyone like the 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 aggressive egg smell right that would just live in an enormous shared office building and i was it i don't want to draw comparisons right. between these people i just want to say right you see ben i just want to say you see <laughs> You see when I say, you see when I say, like we have to go about this show carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, definitely. I, don't, I trust you to not make Holocaust jokes. And shit That's like not that. Holocaust jokes. There's but none you of this. also, I know it's not, but you also cannot compare a woman cooking eggs to this film. Twelve eggs. On and she bought that shit from I don't home. Care how many eggs was it? Six million eggs, Ben. It wasn't, was it? No, it was twelve at once. Even if it was, those would be eggs. Okay, I, we, we cannot know that. That is not making no fine. That I'll, no, I'll take it out of the notes, but I just want to, I want you to know Rob McFarlane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What else have you got? Who the fuck eats 12 eggs in one go? That's outrageous. What, what else have you got about this this horrific film in which nothing is shown and everything is heard? Because um, if this doesn't get the Oscar for best sound design, I don't know what will. The fact that you're watching people do very normal mundane things mm-hmm. while just over the wall you're hearing atrocities that you never see. Yeah has to get sound design. I don't think yeah, the best no, picture, because no, no, fuck me, I wouldn't watch this ever again. But like... Would you not? Uh, I think it's a very important film, and it's a very informational film, and it's a very educational film. Mm-hmm. But the film is stagnant, and it's one note, and it's meant to be. Yeah, of course. The grinding persistence of its awfulness is kind of the whole core of its power. Yeah. If there was any respite or break in the cruelty, it would change the fundamental point of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a desperately important one. It has to be but atro- atrocity yes, adjacent. It, does. it has to be the mundane. Yeah, totally. In the same way that pepper spray has to be incredibly spicy. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit down and pepper spray myself for two hours again by choice. No, no, definitely not. But, but to make the point that the film's making, 
I don't think we can make the pepper spray joke because <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that gave me an inside chuckle. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to... Right. Okay. <laughs> but you see my point. Like I it's, do. It's an incredibly... It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thousand percent agree. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do. It's happened now and I'm going to go away and think about my actions. I'm not just going to go, oh, <laughs> give me a bit more of that. Reassess my life choices because I watched the <laughs> yeah. zone of interest. Fuck me, I genuinely man. am, dude. I genuinely am. Bear. Like, I, I, like it, I'll, cut, I'll, I'll get to it in the show, but... I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to name this the second best film I can never watch again after Requiem for a Dream. I can never watch that again. I think I think I would, I've I regularly rewatched Requiem for a Dream. I don't know how you can I, do it. The only reason that I could ever watch that film again is to watch Jared Leto slowly degrade into a fucking like <laughs> one-armed smackhead. Because honestly, I fucking hate that guy. I think it's uh, I think it's a brilliant film, and I think it's a, a devastating film. But I don't think it's as accusatory as the Zone of Interest is yeah, in yeah, the yeah. sense that there's little things like there's in in this. There's always a, a motorcycle engine running, mm-hmm. and that sort of environmentalism right. hint. Yeah, 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 you know that like okay, we sit there and go, well, we're not doing that. It's like, but what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you ignoring willfully? No, and no, then no, I just look good. around everything. I'm looking at the laptop. I'm looking at the lights that I've, I've oh, got dude. on my face right now while we're not recording an episode going, should I have these off? Probably, but I'm just willfully ignoring it. Yeah. I this should. film makes me want to live in a cave and just eat leaves and... All of my collectibles are plastic. All of my VHS are plastic. Yeah. All of the shit behind me is like, yeah. Fuck me, man. I'm just sort of like, my collection is now suddenly like, welcome to my death museum. A, a crime. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because a, a cu- yeah, because a couple generations from now, just like the protagonist of this film, people will look back at what we're doing and go, "How could you be so fucking selfish?" And then I'm gonna have to justify going. Well, I needed the Evil yeah, yeah. Dead on VHS three times because they had slightly different covers. Right, exactly. Right. Fuck. Enjoy your plastic salad. Enjoy your yeah. desperately short lifespan yeah. punctuated by horrors of environmental disasters. <laughs> but also enjoy the Evil Dead covers three different yeah. ways. Also, yeah. enjoy that time we saw the film and then just made a shitload of fucking jokes about it afterwards. I'm not making jokes. Do you know what I mean? It just... But that's my point. We're not now because we're fucking, we've thrown the episode out and we're what? Okay. 25 minutes late for recording. So. All right. All right. We'll speed it up. We'll speed it up. I, I've got a note to make it a little bit lighter. <sighs> I mean, if it's anything like your fucking eggs one, it's not getting no, in. No, that's okay. just, I needed that off my chest. It's bothered me for a long time. Right. It's, it's one of those things where I'm just sort of like, no one would do that. But she did. She did 12 eggs okay. at, at one time in an office. Drop it. What's your other one? What's your other death? Definitely not getting in the show point. I've put uh, the Nazis are fine with black dogs. I see. Like I don't want to poke holes in the Third Reich, but consistency is key in Brandon. Now I understand that I wrote this very early on in the film before I'd seen <laughs> right. the entire film. <laughs> Reading it back now, right. I might not Seems mention that flippant. one. I might not mention that <laughs> yeah. one if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Ben watched the Zone of Interest. I mean. At least the, the part of the joke is the Nazi being a thank hypocrite. You. Thank you. Which is on brand. Right. See, Brandon, consistency is uh, important, Brandon Rub. You've just made my fucking point for me. Fucking See, it's that smile. We're gonna get this See, it's that done. smile that I wanted. That's all I wanted. I didn't want it to make, I didn't want to cheapen it. Yeah, but I'm I not. I didn't want to cheapen it. I got the reaction I wanted. It's gone. Okay. It's out of the show. Don't worry about it. Don't even, okay. don't even worry about it. It's gone. Okay. I've got two, I've got two instances that can bring some levity. There's the intro to the movie. How? 
does that bring levity to this? It's fucking, it's the hardest meditation I've ever had in my entire life. It was ruined for me by watching it with my family. Oh, right. And, you know, it comes up with the title of the movie and it holds there for two minutes. Yeah, it sort of fades out and then you just left the black screen for ages. I thought I'd fucking... Right. I thought my uh, my copy was broke, man. <laughs> right. So about 15 seconds in, right. my mum goes, imagine if the film was this for two hours. And then it just continued, <laughs> continued, continued. <laughs> oh, and man. Slowly but surely we were like... Oh fuck it! It's gonna be this, this for, might two be hours. It for two hours. Fuck. And then the longer it went on, the funnier it got. Yeah. But then the film started, and all, all humor left the room yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the only other moment where I think my brain was rebelling mm-hmm. against what I was making it do, yeah. and what was being done to it, yeah, yeah, is there's a scene late on in the film where Rudolf Hoss goes to um, a planning meeting where they discuss the. You're on about the big Fucking oval table where they're emo- talking. Yeah, they yeah. have the emotionless conversation about how to most efficiently murder innocent people by the millions. This is when they're bringing in the 400,000 Jews from Hungary and it's it, it's yeah. based... That's based on a real thing, by the way. Is it? Operation Hoss. 440,000 Jews <sighs> brought in from Hungary over 50... 54? I've got it here. 56 days. Mate. 440,000 Hungarian Jews were brought to Auschwitz and it was because of how efficient Hoss was. And it was called Operation Hoss. Real thing. See what I mean? And, and then we're like, welcome to the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm getting it. Like, I'm, I I understand it. I'm. Just, you understood it when you watched it. It's just like, I don't I don't know how we do it. It's hard to fucking plan this out. I don't know be... how we have a show. Like, if, if we had known, if we'd watched all the Best Picture nominations yeah. before, I would never have said, we're going to do every Best Picture nominee. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked this fucking one. Right, exactly. Why have I brought <laughs> this to the like, fucking well, table, man? What You got holdovers, I got zone of interest. How is this? This is, Consistency is key in Brandon Rub, and I don't think we nailed it with this one. I'm just going to put that one out there. I think we fucking missed it, if I'm honest. We're so fucked. So you were saying that the Oval Table, the planning... After that, they have a nice party where they drink and they flirt and all that sort and of the, stuff. Yeah. And in the back of one of the shots is a gigantic ice sculpture of a swastika. And my brain, rebelling against the horrors of the movie, just went, that was someone's fucking day at work, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Someone in 2023 yeah. got to work and they're like, right, what are we making? And they're like, Steve. Oh, can you imagine? Got a special job for you, mate. Can you imagine <laughs> just, okay, is it is it crass if we put a skit in this one? Yes. The the idea is is that I'm that you work at an ice sculpture store. Like your job is to be an ice sculptor and I'm the one that's tasked with making the order. So we could do like you know we edit in the phone thing. Absolutely we're absolutely not we're absolutely not doing that. I do you do ice sculptures and you can be like yeah yeah sure. And uh-huh. I'm like okay cool. Uh we've got a party coming up. And they're like, oh, that sounds great. You know, that's super fun. A Nazi party. No, Ben, we're not doing it. <laughs> Would you be able to do a four foot tall swastika? I'm thinking about the props guy. I'm thinking about the props guy. Who oh, you mean the literal dude re- who had to do that? Yes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Ooh. Right. Who had to work in a windowless room and make sure no one had their phone on them when they were coming to check the work. So there wasn't photos of him on the internet making it. That's one credit you definitely don't want on IMDb, right? Right. Ice sculptor on zone of interest. <laughs> Fuck no. Right. So those are the only two moments in this film mm-hmm. where I was like, that can make the podcast. Everything else 
everything else I've got written down, like I feel unforgivably guilty having watched this film. Yeah, same, mate. Having watched Zone of Interest, having watched the Zone of Interest, I feel unforgivably guilty because it made me think of all the horrible, evil shit that my lifestyle enables. Yeah, fucking same. That I choose to ignore. But all the, why do you think I've come back to like fucking word puns, man? Like I can't, you can't write jokes about this shit. I mean, you can, but you can't. Yeah, but you, you yeah, you can, but don't. Yeah, you can, but th- what's the point? Like, what, what's it going to do? You can write jokes that the wrong people will find funny and you and I won't laugh. That's at. exactly it. There, there are jokes to be made. Yeah. But it's for, it, they're not, but who they're we'll for. We'll laugh at the incorrectness of them. We'll laugh at how incorrect they are, how shocking they are, how jarring they are. And we'll laugh at how much you're not supposed to say that. The other people laughing will be like, haha, I agree. And I just have absolutely no fucking time yeah, for entertaining. No, 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 I agree. I agree. This show's not for them. You can all fuck off. We, this is hard. Right. Because it's not, it's, it's not like we live in a time where the right wing's on the decline. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Like, and it's, it's such a fucking sad state of affairs that we're, that we're in a place where that sentence has to be said out loud. Yeah. In a, in a non-ironic kind of way. Right. I mean, it's a beautiful film. We could talk about the beauty of the film. So the, my next few notes are the, the, the uh, how exhausting the film is, the, the drastic shift in right. tone. The, yeah, this one here. Drastic shift in tone between fucking atrocious genocide that's all implied and that I'm, mm. that I'm making the jump for. They're not giving me that. Like, that's me making that leap. Mm. So it's like saying... It's like Jonathan Glazer had a handful of fucking like breadcrumbs and yeah. was he wasn't throwing the breadcrumbs to the pigeons. He was like, no, 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 you come and get it. And then when the pigeons got there, it was razor blades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to put in a lot of the work to get to the atrocious shit. And the fact that I'm doing that and it's 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 like forgotten slightly mm-hmm. because of the mundane shit that's very relatable. Being in a fu- being in a garden full of flowers and chatting to your mom about how far you've come since you were a little kid mm-hmm. dude me and my mom like my mom's garden has, has got strawberry plants it's got ferns i've planted them all mm-hmm. and the summer rolls around i love doing the gardening and i love sitting and talking to my mom about the gardening right and it was that moment where mm-hmm. almost almost going oh this is quite sweet right almost there's that there's that scene where uh rudolf hoss and his wife are in bed yeah and she's talking about she's putting in requests for thing, things to him to get i'll oh, get me some chocolates yeah yeah and you realize that she doesn't mean from the shop no she means when you go through the luggage of the people that you're murdering yeah. on mass on an industrial scale if you see any chocolate may i have you know get it for oh, me fuck me man and i think that's mate we're not gonna be able to do this show I agree. This is, I don't know. We can, uh, we can, we can, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Okay. We could just do it. Like, okay. There's points that can be made. We can talk about the cinematography, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Like I said, we talk about the cinematography. It's insanely stunning. It's stunning backdrop, right? Beautiful nature. It is. The close-ups of the flowers in the garden. There's that one scene where it shows nothing but close-ups. I mean, yeah, admittedly it's paired with some of the most horrendous audio I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes. Yes. But it looks pretty. Without question. And the cinematography of it all. The juxtaposition of what you're seeing and what you're hearing we can, is never clearer than yes. when they do the close-ups of the flowers. Yes. And it's like he's zooming in visually to the beauty 
and you're zooming in auditorily to the horror. Which is just fucking like pain. Like I suffering. feel like the zone of interest as a movie is is summed up perfectly right. in the close-ups of those flowers. Yeah. Well, it's a perfect metaphor for the family as well, bud. Right. How so? So you've got you've got the fam the mom showing the, the mom showing the kids these flowers and focusing on this, that, and the other, but all you can mm-hmm. hear behind it is like pain and death and suffering and children crying mm. and gunshots and just yeah. awful shit. But all they're doing is they're they're they are focusing in. They're blocking all that shit out mm. and they're focusing in on this one Zooming pinnacle in. point of beauty and they're like, Look how pretty this is. That's it for the kids. That's it. Yeah. And can you imagine? I mean, there's there's tons of scenes in this that are sort of littered throughout the film of the the kids playing in their rooms, and like Klaus will be dressed up as uh, Klaus will like dress up as Hitler with the fucking Nazi yeah, armband yeah. and yeah, like the 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 military yeah, with uniform, his Hitler youth outfit. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then his little brothers just sitting there playing with like toys. Again, all you can hear is the train coming in. No, no, no. The most disturbing moment with the kids in the zone of interest is when the older brother sure. picks up his little brother, drags him into the greenhouse, oh my locks God, him in, don't. and then makes gassing noises. But then he also just fucking sits there laughing. Sits there laughing, uh, going... No, 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 no. For that, like, that's one of the reasons I can't rewatch this film. Because yeah, yeah, no, I... on top of the horror that it makes me feel for my lifestyle, it fundamentally uses a time in history that is the ugliest that humanity can be. Yeah that I struggle with. I mean it I get I get why A24 put it out. Same. I've got a point here about A24. We could maybe do that. What's the what's the point? Well they got two films in the nominated for Best Picture this year. Cause they did Past Lives as well, which yeah, we did yeah, yeah. a couple okay. weeks ago. That's A24. This is A24. Yes. And we've also I mean we've covered quite a few of okay. their stuff because everything everywhere all I at once. I love A24 man. They they just hit the nail on the head every time. Uh, you say that you didn't enjoy Locke, and that was one of their first ever films. Tom Hardy in a BMW. I don't think that was supposed to be an enjoyable film. It's it's a man driving an. Omnipo. As opposed to this one, I don't think this is supposed to be an <laughs> no, enjoyable know, film, know, but it's know, an important one. Yeah, I wouldn't say Locke is an important film. It's... Again, it's just the mundane, boring human shit. Yeah. That people do and get caught up in, and it's just a stark warning to be sort of like, yeah, yeah. Member, I think they do that well. I think they do that great. So Definitely A20- bring up A24. A24 are weird, man. I don't know if I... I don't, I don't know where they're pitched. Like, Because they also put out St. Maud. Do they put out St. Maud? Let me check. I can't... Let's not say that if that's not true. One second. You keep going on about St. Maud like it's a bad film. I watched it recently because of, of you continuously mentioning this to me. I hate it uh, so Genuinely. Much. I quite enjoyed it, man, to be honest. Really? It's yeah, not A24 yeah, anyway. It's just the sort of thing that they put out. There you go. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more because I knew exactly where you stopped doing it. And I was just sort of like, oh, okay, no, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so I've got another note here about... So we were just talking about... We can me- go into the cinematography of it all, right? I've got yeah. a bit of, like, facty research where it's the... The cameras are right. stationary in the in the house and they're they're placed everywhere around the house they're all static shots there's no pans there's no zooms there's no nothing it's literally just it's static shots there's a few tracking shots it really contributes to the kind of sense of of emotionlessness yes still because it's just somber we are a fly on the wall there's no fancy this is a film you want it to feel real Uh. which it fucking does it does the same with the audio as well the mics are dotted around the house 
okay. they're all recording all the time. So they pick up all the background noise. They pick up. Did was their crew on set? Yes. Okay. Because all of this took a mammoth amount of effort to, <laughs> to set up and get right and make yeah, sure yeah. that none of them were in shot with each other. It's a fucking Herculean task yeah. that they've smashed. But it's an insane way to make a film. We can do that and go yeah. into it a little bit. Um, I think we can get a bit of footage of it as well. For the like, if we do a video on it, we can get a bit of footage of it. But it's it's incredible. And the way they've done it is fucking painfully good. I did read. Um, I did read. We can maybe go into this. So it's based on a book by Martin Amis. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the book's a bit different though. Well, no. So I looked at that because I was really, I was really worried about. Uh, not worried about, but I was curious about the Jewish perspective on this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you are somebody from the Jewish community watching this film, it's going to be as hard as it is already. Did you find much on it? So, I've read the review in the Jewish Chronicle, who, again, aren't the fucking be-all and end-all mouthpiece for every Jewish person on the planet ever, but they are at least a Jewish publication. They right. thought the film was fantastic. They thought the book was ridiculously bad. Um. So I've not read the book, but it's obviously very different because the yeah, same the publication is, has made has basically said the, yeah. the, the book is unreadable. So the book is isn't about Hoss. It's about a fictional character who falls in love with the uh, commander of Auschwitz's wife. Right. That's okay. the book. That's the story of the book. But it's set in. <laughs> so the zone of interest is the is the bit immediately around Auschwitz. Right. Okay which is obviously where the housing was built. So that's the zone of interest. So that's where the, the book takes place oh, okay. and is named the zone of an interest. Actual, that was an actual historical use because I thought it was to do with what they are and aren't paying attention to, which obviously is. It's a it's a, a double meaning, but like I didn't realise yes. it was a historical... Yeah, it's a, it's, a, okay. it's a real thing. So before Auschwitz, there was just a fucking 16 square mile bit of farmland. Yeah. Oof. Harrowing, isn't it? Do we... So there's that... I've got. Do we mention the um, the girl with the apples? Oh, we could do the filmmaking side of that. Yeah, because there's that bit where it cuts the to, infrared bit. Yeah, so there's the uh, the girl sneaking food onto the camp is all shot in. Is that infrared? It's it's like an infrared thermal camera. Yeah, so right, it's, a, okay. it's a young girl sort of placing apples into uh, like around areas where the the Jewish people were forced to to work. I legitimately thought it was his daughter dreaming when that first segment came Do, in. Same, yeah. The first I one, like, I was like, it because she had the same fucking like pigtail things yeah, yeah, in, yeah. and I was you like, can't oh, okay. Anything? Maybe this is what she's thinking about when she's sitting on the steps, just staring out of the window. Like, I had the exact same thought, man. Right, okay. exact same thought. But no, it's a different person, and it shows. Uh, I think there's a bunch of different theories online. I think the 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 strongest one, the one that I agree with the most, is that yeah. it's the complete inverse of what we're seeing. So it's thermal oh, and infrared okay. because it's an inverted image. It's it's not showing the atrocities. It's mm. not it's not the perspective it's showing the opposite of that of the perpetrator. Yeah. It's the perspective of someone yeah. trying to help. So it's the inverted part of the film, right? Okay, which is fucking genius. Uh, the way that uh, Glazer also used AI and a bunch of like um, CGI techniques to get it to get it sorted, which is incredible. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's actually really interesting. Um, oh, okay. We'll uh, we can we can get into that. I think it that would be like a nice little break from the fucking you know the heavy yeah the heavy stuff because that's what it is in the film, right? So yeah, we can talk it's about that shocking. six minutes of the film. 
without yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that six minutes of the film for about a minute and a half yeah. and then what and then we're straight back in i've only got a couple points left because i kind of i found it difficult to, to make notes on this oh uh, that's what i wanted to talk to you about that's what i wanted to talk to you about i've got a question for you the the bit at the end of the film where he comes down from the party he's just called his wife and then he this walks is one down of my last points right okay so he walks so, down the stairs and dry heaves and it yeah. cuts to modern Auschwitz as a museum. Yeah, it cuts to the cleaning crew and they're cleaning the exhibits. I was going to ask, how, what was your read on that? I, okay. So my note says, Rudolf dry heaves himself to the future to see the Auschwitz Museum. <laughs> no, because I was trying not, to no. be like, I know, I know. <laughs> but it was, again, an observation of what happened in the film. And mm. I was trying to keep it light. I yep. think what really happens to Rudolph in that moment, if I'm if I'm being honest about it, I think because he's so cold and calculated and meticulous about everything, he's sort of very aware of the fact that in the future he's either hopeful or he's aware that there's going to be a monument to what's been happening at Auschwitz and the concentration camps. And I think he's he's very knowledgeable at this point. I think to an to an almost extent he's hopeful to the point where he's imagining a cleaning crew polishing his trophies rather oh, than oh right like a monument to his efficiency at doing a good a job yes, well done because he's in the building where they have mm. the meeting and they talk about the efficiency of the fucking crema- crematoriums yeah and he's on the way downstairs and it's I don't know why he's dry heaving. But I think he's, oh, okay. to me personally, I thought that that was his mind going, they're going to be polishing my trophies for this in the future. That's how fucking efficient I am. Okay, that's different from what I got, but that's interesting. What did you get? I thought it was him trying to have a conscience. I thought it was him okay. trying to force himself into the action that would be the correct action if he cared. Oh. It's him going, like- it's him having a moment of clarity and going, Fuck. If if this was the wrong thing, it would be monstrous, and I it would be so monstrous that it would force me to throw up. <laughs> Are you I saying can't. that he's walking down the stairs and going, "This should make me sick," and yeah. then he tries to feel that, yeah. but doesn't? Yeah, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And 1,000% we go into that. It makes me feel like a fucking idiot for, for No, because I, th- I think you're right as well, because I think, I think the whole point with this film is that nobody thinks they're doing the evil. Everybody thinks they're saving the world. What about if we're both right? I think we are. I think we are. I think what it's, about if we yeah. combine the theory? You, he's walking down the stairs thinking, this should make me sick, and he's trying, and he's trying, mm. and then the flash forward to the museum is him fantasizing about how a cleaning crew hired to polish mm. his trophies because they're they're so impressed with his achievements. I think it's an important thing that they flash forward to the Auschwitz Museum and that we that we see that it's it's held there for historical importance to remind us of what actually went on. And you start seeing some of the exhibits and you're like, "Oh my fucking god, this is yeah. This is really fucking painful." And again, that's an important mass- part of massive. the film. It has to be in there and I'm very glad it's in there. But I think that was the bit that made me feel the worst because that was the bit where that was the bit where I was like, is that going to be my yes, same podcast lighting setup behind glass? Is that going to be your collectibles behind glass? Buddy. Right. What the fuck? Do you, I feel like I've is already made my Primark own. Primark t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Don't. I've oh, just... mate. Every t-shirt I own is a Primark t-shirt, apart from like the Yeah, mate, the I can't afford anything better. Yeah, same. But that's the, even with the, even with the, the, the locals. 
right? I watched it with my family. Like I said, my sister was, was she was like, well, why, why are the locals along with it? And it's like, because they're part of a system they can't change. Like if anybody, if you and I aren't able to change mm-hmm. the reality that we live in, or we don't feel that we can on an individual mm. level, right? So every T-shirt yeah. I own is Primark because I'm poor, because I'm poor as fuck and that's what mm-hmm. I can afford. And I know it's bad, but it's the only, I tell myself it's the only option I have because I need a new T-shirt. And this comes yeah. back to the, the point, I want to come back to something you said earlier. This is people's okay. Monday morning, right? And you, yeah. If you crack a joke right now, Rob, this is going to be, I, no, I'm no, going to be not. upset with this you. Is, this is a serious point. Okay. I'm okay, being okay, very okay, genuine okay. with the jokes. Okay. My, my thing is like, okay. there was a time when my depression was really bad and it was really bad because of a lot of these themes of like, I believe the world is going to hell in a handbasket and what am I actually doing about it? I should join Greenpeace. I should do this. I should do that. I should do the other. And I got so wrapped up in guilt mm-hmm. and self-incrimination and that I just ended up in a fucking burrito. And I, I, I agree with you. Yep. You are right. You need some levity in order to get anything fucking done. You can't just walk around yeah. in the haze of how awful everything is all the time, which is why I don't, I don't want this to yep. be a gloom fest. It's important to remember that like no, no, we no, no, are I... doing the best we can. We are trying. Yep. And that like poor people deserve nice things too. I remember seeing that online like a couple of days ago and I'm like, yeah, but at what the question cost? is, the question is, are we really the poor people in the West? Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> that's a fucking great point, man. I I did what you've just said. I went yeah. and worked for Greenpeace, and I I was like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. I'm going to make a difference. I would I I thought if I start small, mm-hmm. I get trained up to do the protesting. I can mm-hmm. make like an impact slowly but surely, working my way up to real change. Right? Yeah, yeah. I started doing, you know, those street workers, the ones with the clipboards that fucking stop you in the street and just say charity muggers. Yeah, you got you got two quid just so you can like, mm. you know, help save the rainforest. I'm going to make you feel bad emotionally until you give me money. Those yeah. are the bad ones. Right. So I didn't want to do that at all. I wanted to do it so I could be honest with people mm. and go, look, these are the facts. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking ram them down your throat. And I, I I understand that these are huge facts that mm-hmm. we're going to look at and go, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And you're right. That's why I work for an organisation that's big enough to go and do that shit for us, but they can't do it for free. That was my whole plan, right? Right. Anyway, I get the job, and they were paying me like 12, 13 pounds an hour directly. Jesus. And then they also set up a, a separate bank account for you, so every hour that you work, you get a pound or a pound 50 put in there for every hour that you work, and it's called the holiday fund, right? So if you ever like, if you ever can't work, you have a backup. And I'm like, right. that's nearly 15 quid an hour for me and the other six people to not make any difference to get to the, the problem at hand, like this fifteen pound an hour to donate two pounds a month, and I'm like that doesn't equate in my mind. And no. there was justifications there, you know, they don't buy TV mm-hmm. ads, so it's not ten yeah, grand yeah. for thirty seconds. They employ people directly, so they don't use agencies and they don't have in- incurring costs like this. And that was I, I could justify that just about mm-hmm. with the, with the being directly employed and this that and the other and they do stuff for you on the side they'd put you into into like um training programs for protesting mm-hmm. peaceful protesting so that you're not fucking like ruining and you're not like ruining days yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. making things worse you're doing things peacefully yeah, yeah. And, and lawfully right so that was that was another big incentive 
the thing that made me the most angry is there was a there was a woman once and she she was an older woman and she was fucking lovely. She was genuinely mm. genuinely a lovely person. We were right. chatting for a while and she was like, "Look, love, I appreciate everything that you're saying, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay to get my front garden looking great." because it's yeah. my front garden and I'm going to look out of my window and I'm going to see that front garden every day and it's going to look good. It's going to make me feel good. And that's, yeah. that's what, that's what I am. That's my focus yeah. right now. What you're asking me to do is spend my money on something I'm never going to see. I'm never going to know if it's working. I just have to trust this complete faceless stranger on the, mm-hmm. on the street that my money yeah. that I'm giving you, my hard earned money that is costing me fucking time. Yeah. I have to trust this organization that I know nothing about that everything is done correctly and everything's going to the right place. The worst thing about it was my answer to that was, and this is me being sort of, you know, annoyed because she was exactly Mm -hmm. right. If it's not your front garden, you're not going to give a shit because you can't see it. You just have to trust it. Right. Um, And my response was, but if someone came and was trashing that front garden, you'd do something about it. And she was like, of course I would because Mm. that's my front garden and it's in my control to do something about that. And it was just, it it just fucking riled me to the point where I was like, mm. it's just cop out. It's just cop out after yeah. cop out. Yeah. It's out of sight, out of mind. And I can't, I couldn't yeah. fucking stand it. Like I, I couldn't work there anymore. This it, is was, the thing. it was the most debilitating thing ever. Cause just, you, right. you can't expect people to give a shit. No, you can't. Not all the time. And it's horrible to yeah, say yeah. that, but yeah, I did it and it was fucking horrible, mate. Okay. Well, that's made me feel a bit better about doing nothing, but also. <laughs> I have one last point that was designed right. as a little bit of a lift up. And it's a question about Rudolph's tunnel system under his house. Oh, where he goes, he has sex with a camp victim and then yes. goes through a tunnel system to a secret bathroom and washes it's a, his it's dick. A, it's a fucking, my note is Rudolph has a secret underground dick washing sink that's only accessible via underground tunnels. And my question was, how do you sell that to the architect without your wife ever finding out that you have an underground secret dick sink? I, I don't think it was an intentionally built dick sink. I think he was using an emergency exit. No, man. But the, I didn't see him use it for anything else. The reason I think that can go in the show right. is because that scene itself is a kind of hilarious mockery of him. Right. Makes him look silly and small. Right. Here is this hypocrite of a man. Because up to that point, he might have been a true believer. Mm. He might have genuinely believed in the ideals of the Nazi party and genuinely believed in what he was doing because he was a puritanical moralist. But then it cuts to him washing his dick in a dirty little dick sink in secret in the house. And it shows him as not only a hypocrite, but a ridiculous... Like Howard, piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, pathetic piece of shit. He claims to do all this shit for his family and his wife and his, all this bollocks. So I think I think we can do I think we can we can do the dick sink joke because it's so at what, his just, expense. I want you to I want I need you to say this to me in a full complete sentence, Rob. I need you to tell me that I'm okay to put my one dick joke. We can do that one dick into joke. the zone of interest. Say it fully. We can do that one dick joke because that dick joke is. Minimizes, minimizes like a cunt. yeah, minimizes okay, good. and good. and patheticizes him. Good, and that I'm comfortable doing. That's uh, that's it for my of, notes, man. <laughs> like I've got no, I've got nothing else. I don't really. I, I mean, there's there's more. Yeah, 
horribleness and sort of more takeaway where we can literally sit and go as a race, as a as a human experience, mm-hmm. we're all pieces of shit. We are we're all pieces, pieces of shit, shit who are willfully blind better. to evil that we could be doing something about, but we choose not to because it doesn't benefit us to do so. What a lovely time. Uh, we're not playing a fucking game this week, Ben. I, I don't tell you that. I don't think it's a good idea to play a game. I haven't even I haven't even got an idea for a game. I was going to ask you what I don't know what we're going to we do, do for YouTube. I think for YouTube we just stick it's Oscar season man. Let's just stick to the Oscars. We can't do Yeah. We can't do fun yeah, yeah, and giggles. Yeah. I don't think we it's, can do a giveaway. Let's do a give let's do a giveaway. Why don't completely um, unrelated to this. Giveaways are always fucking messy though cuz it's it's sending shit out and doing this. If we're going to do so, if we're going to do like a prize thing, why don't we do um, whoever predicts all five winners for the categories that we set out in the sh- in the the YouTube bit, why don't we just do? You get to script a thirty second thing between me and you, and we'll go Instagram live with zero context and read it word for word. Oof. It's a dangerous game. Do we trust our listeners? No. <laughs> no, like no, not no, at no, all. no, 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 because no. there's like mi- no, 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 because there's like mischief, which is like, haha, it'll be funny, like, oh, you know, okay. and then there's like, I'd say hate speech, yeah, ninety nine percent. I mean, we can fucking veto hate speech, man. Ninety nine point nine percent. If of we the, can veto, guys it's that not listen. a prize. Yeah, yes, it is. Of course, it is. If someone sends okay. fucking hate speech through and just goes, these boys will read it. Shut the fuck up. What I'm on yeah. about is the 99.9% of the mischievous guys that are going to make us say something cheeky and stupid. Yeah. We do that on Instagram Live, no context, end it as soon as the script is done. It's 30 seconds. It goes up as a yeah. story. Okay. They see it, get a giggle. Anyone that's in on the joke sees it and gets a giggle. Anyone that doesn't see it, we put a link to the YouTube video. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that because that's... Are we going to do... I don't think we do Comment Corner either. Because no, like we've had some nice no, ones, we've no, had some no, shitty no, no, ones, no, no. but also I don't really want to sort of. I've got some hilarious ones, but I feel like I've got hilarious. We, can we save them for next episode though? Because next episode isn't yeah, of course, my fucking got... Holocaust movie from the perspective of the fucking Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, exactly in it. Really makes you feel like the Holocaust. Yes, it makes you feel disgusting and horrible and awful and terrible. Like Spider Man Two for PlayStation. For Holocaust. I'm going to really struggle to do the fucking the Monday motivation thing on this. I'm not even. I mean, <laughs> what would you even do? What would you the consume even do? Is out of the window. I think we just we're going to have to end I, it. I'm not saying an, the word consume. Yes, because that's literally that's, what the film is a critique. This of. is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like and I all say we do it every as week, semi ironic critique, but yeah. like as a but, fully ironic critique. But like I don't want the word coming up. Yes. Okay. I yeah. Then right. do we do the Monday morning? The only motivation that I could do, that I could mm-hmm. do, because I've mentioned the 12 right. egg story, is say, don't be that fucking woman who eats 12 eggs on a Tuesday afternoon in a shared kitchen, because that is insane. That's the only way that I can link it back to that joke. Yeah, but we're not, we're not, we're not mentioning the eggs, so you can't do that, oh, because I'm not having you. you compare a woman cooking eggs to the greatest it's crime not comparing it, and Rob. the crimes we it's do. It's not comparing it. It's not comparing it to that at all. What I'm it's saying it is, is that evil people live among us. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that there's in any way comparable. I'm saying that evil right. people exist in normal mundane situations. And 12 eggs uh-huh. on a Tuesday afternoon isn't fucking not evil. See the double negative there? More wordplay. Yeah. 
Right. We are fully, fully not going to get this done in time. How are you going to rate it? What you do? Because we can't do the normal one of going into Well, this is a fat 10 because I really enjoyed X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. That's like, going to be a difficult an, one. It's an, incredible, it's an incredibly well-made film that achieves everything it's set out to do that I will never watch again. So it is a 10 for, right. it, for achieving its aims. And I think we keep it short. For enjoyability. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a great one. Let's do that. Let's do... Yeah. Rating as a film. What would you do? Yeah, rating oh, as a film for yeah, you? 10. Obviously 10. Right. Enjoyability? Zero. <laughs> yeah, so it's a 10-0. Great. It's a 10-0. The enjoy... I mean, enjoyability is a hard word. I think it's an important watch. Yeah, I think importance important. and, uh, like, impact, 10s. 10. 10. Not a fun enjoyability, film. Enjoyability, zero. No. Not a fun film at all. No. Okay, we can do that. We'll, we'll break it down yeah. into categories and do it that way. Whatever um, we do, we have to start doing it asap because i'm gonna like it we'd, we've got fine 50 minutes to do a one hour episode before i've got you're good you're good you're good we can get into it we can get into it let's um okay yeah i'm set i think i think that's the show all right all right um you ready yeah let me delete yeah I'm just, let me delete one more thing off that page get it gone and we do got, you boo. we've talked about most stuff mm-hmm. yep 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 i'm ready cool Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Grohl. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two best friends with arguably terrible mental health uh, analyze movies instead of themselves. 